This is Brunch with Norrie on Radio 3. Vivek, so let's talk about comedy. How did you fall into comedy then? So comedy for me was really weird. Like I said in the first episode, it was my kind of a self-defense mechanism that I had in secondary school where people make fun of me, but I make fun of myself first and they can't attack me. Secondly, I used to watch a show called Seinfeld on TV. So Jerry Seinfeld is one of my biggest influences for comedy because he was my first comedy influence. And I watched a show called Seinfeld. In the beginning of the show, you would have Jerry Seinfeld on stage at a mock bar doing some comedy, stand-up comedy. And I was like, what is this? Like, he's just talking? This is weird. Go get on with the show. Then I realized, oh, that's stand-up comedy. So I thought to myself, I want to try this once in my life. When I was in, I think, secondary school or university, one day, just out of the blue, I just said, one day before I die, I want to try stand-up comedy. And I said, I don't know where or when. I'll just give it a shot one day. Who knows? But ever since then, one of the books that told me the best way to realize an idea is to pretend you're already doing it and start working towards it. So I used to have this habit of writing interesting ideas down. Because I was like, if the day comes, I want to be ready for this opportunity. You've got the material. Exactly. So I'd write it down. And in 2007, I saw this ad that said comedy competition. I said, well, I mean, just whatever. It's an opportunity. Who cares? I don't want to win. I just want to go try it. So I had this material ready. I've never done it before, but I was like, let me just try whatever. I joined the competition in English and Cantonese. Oddly enough, one Cantonese... So I guess I'm funny in the other language. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that happened. And then I loved it. I just loved the idea that I made something up and these people are enjoying this. This is fantastic. So I kept doing it. And it just basically started off as a purely a hobby. And I just, but again, for me, I have this concept of scene, which is basically the idea of always daily improvement. Yeah. And as long as every day I improve for yesterday, I'm good. Like, I don't have five-year goals. I have, like, I want to be better than yesterday goal. So I was like, if I do one minute comedy today, I want to do one minute and five seconds today. Or maybe this joke has to be stronger tomorrow. So I'll try working that out. And eventually, this is like 15 years of it now, where people will hire me for different things. And this is my career. This is my brand now. This is your craft. Exactly. You've really honed into it. Um, what are some of your hobbies? And you mentioned this stand-up comedy was a hobby that became a job. It's not easy to make people laugh the whole time because you, you put so much of yourself out there. What are some of your other hobbies when you sort of take a step back? So nowadays, one of my hobbies, oddly enough, is I love reading a lot of books. But usually it's the uh, non-fiction books. I like to read books like I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits, which is a popular book about habit forming. Um, I read a lot of different books just because it kind of gives me new insight in life in general. Also, one of my habits is just playing maybe games or video games or catching up on comic books. However, to be very honest with you, I'm busy enough that my hobbies are a luxury now. If I get a day where I get to read, read a comic book, I'm like, I am on holiday. This is fantastic. However, I do really much enjoy it. My, my girlfriend keeps reminding me that I have to balance it because she does see that I'm a workaholic at times because I really genuinely love what I do. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm sometimes obsessively genuinely in love with it because like I will do a comedy gig, gig after gig after gig, and you will see me slowly burn out when I get home and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't talk. Right, but when I'm doing the gig, I'm in my zone and I'm rocking it out. So again, that's the balance over there. So I think hobby-wise, I'm, I've watched a lot of uh, shows on Netflix now. I've been watching this show called American Vandal. I highly recommend it if you want something that seems intellectual, but is really dumb. 
<laughs> you know, like that's people. That's good. Who, that's good. It's yeah. very good. Like it's 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 a good show where you want to fool your friends to like, oh, this guy's watching a documentary about you know mysteries. But actually, when you watch it, like this is so stupid. <laughs> I can't believe we're watching this right now. So things like that, right? What's your ideal day then, Vivek? If you get a day to yourself, what would you do? Okay, so I have spent a lot of time to think about this, and initially I was like, I just want to wake up and just chill and enjoy. And I did do that one day, and I felt really empty. Because I'm not the type of guy to just chill and just do nothing. I like to do something, but I'm not to say get a, do my job and do my work. But like, this is my ideal day. So I'll wake up, you know, get ready, have my breakfast and everything. While I'm having breakfast, I have this habit of watching like videos. Let's say, I don't know if you've heard of Masterclass and these different videos. I will watch that. And just listen to people talk about their lives, what they do. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Interesting, you know, to hear someone completely different from what I do. Maybe a photographer. Just like, what or are they makeup thinking? artist. Makeup artist. Yeah. Just like, how does that work, exactly. right? So I'll watch that while I'm having breakfast. I'll finish that. Then I have, I, I, I practice some of my music. So I play finger drums. Because I, I used to be a drummer. Yes, you're a musician. Yes. Yeah, but I have no space for drums. Thanks. Thank you, Hong Kong. What a finger drum. So you have these drum, these pads, like a four by four pad. And instead of having a drum kit, you have like these pads, just like a keyboard. But you tap the different buttons and the yeah. different sounds like this is the snare that's the crash They're quite small quite small yeah, yeah. yeah so it fits on the table so hong kong perfect perfect right so i do that i practice that you know i will spend that little time for that one then i'll take a break uh maybe have a snack okay i, I i'm a big firm believer of treating myself when after i've done a good job just like you would treat your pet i do that to myself as well I learned that from Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> What's a good treat? Then? Oh, just a, an Oreo cookie. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, a slab of chocolate. You know, yes. something, something chocolate. Yes, absolutely. I'm a big chocolate fan. Let, okay, let me tell you. Sidetrack right now. If you ever see me at a buffet, this is my strategy. I always start with the dessert first. What? Yeah. No way. Two reasons. Number one, sugar high, sugar crash, get hungrier. All right. Okay. Oh Number two, the the dessert is always fresh. That's true. Right. Otherwise, the profiteroles get a bit soggy. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy who just ruined the tiramisu, okay? I'm the guy who cut the cheesecake and you're like, who cut it that way? I'm like, me, <laughs> right? So, okay. So, I will treat myself and have breaks. So, again, you see, so far, my morning is very much, I, I call it my growth routine. So, it's a really weird thing that I have. I have this book called Listography. What I do is that every day it asks me for three items about a certain topic. For example, it'll say, what is the three last daydreams you had? And I'll write it down. And what happens is that three years later, so like one year later, I will get the same question and I'll get to see what I wrote last year and I see what I write this year. Just kind of a re recall. So I do that. Uh, I will then take a break, have lunch, do, ignore work. Let's ignore work. After that, I may go to the gym because I've mentally drained myself out already. I go to the gym, work out a little bit, have a little exercise. Then I feel like, okay, today I'm healthy. You know, I'm feeling yes. good about myself. You know, once I hit that point now, I feel like I've earned the ability to just chill and relax and just do nothing. Wow. Yeah, that would be the ideal day. You're very productive. You re really, really are. And so are you Hong Konger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true Hong yeah. Konger. Do you ever see yourself sort of relaxing uh, the, the full day at all? Or that can't happen just yet at, at this age? I'm really working hard at that. I do make it a point, like for example, especially the girlfriend helps a lot where we'll be like, oh, let's go out today. And it will be a point where I wake up, I have to get ready and go out. So I will be out of my zone of oh, practice this and do that. So I'm not there. you have so to go. I, yeah, I have to go. So I'm gone. And then once we're, let's say, on the beach or we're out and about, we're at a coffee shop hopping. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm enjoying this. It reminds me that there's more than just your routines. Yes. I'm a very routine guy. I'm a very systematic guy. I'm basically what I tell people, like, the stereotypes you get of a comedian, it's chaotic. This guy's having fun and everything. It is... It is very disappointing when people see my work life and they're like, this is not fun. 
I don't want to sit there for an hour writing a joke, right? But you need to have that discipline in order to create that sort of uh, that show. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to have that discipline because I tell people um, one of the things I have a firm belief of is that I my identity is comedian. So if I have to say I'm a comedian, I have a responsibility behind that to have that identity, right? Just like if you say you're a bodybuilder, you better be going to the gym. Right, you don't. Just, I'm a bodybuilder. Like, what part? What are you? What are you building your gut? <laughs> you know, that's why I, I don't see anything else building from this. Right, so I, I use that, and I said I have a responsibility. It also keeps me challenged to constantly think and write and work, and then to the point that now I've built the ability that if you force me in a in a corner and like you better make something up, talk. I'm like I can do it. I've done it so much. I practice that muscle. So there's those as well. Um, I would feel that. I really enjoy that system because it feels makes me feel good, but it's one of those things that you have to make sure that's the system that you want. Yes. But a day to just chill and relax would only come if I've spent maybe the last five days doing my systems and everything. And then it's like then I'm oh. like ah now I deserve this. Yeah. Or if I travel, when I travel, oh everything is gone. No discipline. I'm eating this and that. I traveled a little bit recently, and let me tell you, man, I put on like ten kilos. Within like I don't know a month, really, of, it was insane. No. I was eating everything, you know. You had the the FOMO, the fear of missing out. I'm like, I better eat this, I better eat that, you know, before I'm gone. How so, did that change your outlook in life? Traveling? It reminded me that hey, life goes on. It's yeah. it's okay if you missed a session of writing. You know, life will keep going on. You're fine. You're not going to suddenly lose every ounce of、uh, comedy muscle you have. But it's also my fear that I always feel that it takes one bad habit or one slack off day to slowly lose that habit and、uh, the consistency. And I don't know. I I really do appreciate that I'm working at a high level, and I want to keep maintain that high level. And I'm I'm okay with spending that you know, responsibility and making sure I do that. Yeah. Do you ever get people say, "Oh, you know, being a comedian that's so easy." What do you say to that? Because we were saying before the interview, it is actually very very hard work. Yeah. I mean, I used to get upset before. Where I'm like, "Oh, you know, you just work ten minutes a day." What's Big deal, right? I'm like, yeah, it's not like that. But then after a while, I was like, there's a phrase in Chinese. What is that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so this is what I've learned is that look, every single day I can spend my energy trying to fight back and argue and everything. But anyone who comes up to you and already belittles you and says, oh, your stuff is easy, it's done like what I do, and I'm like, well, you know what? It's because you only see the surface. And that's fine. If you think that my life is just that, then good on you. You know, ignorance is bliss sometimes. But I always say in the same way. I look at you and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I mean, good for you. You know, you're happy. Good、yeah. for you, right? And I've really come to the point. Where I was like, look, I can spend my energy kind of arguing with you, but the fact that you made that conclusion already tells me. And much like Kobe Bryant,、uh, like Kobe Bryant once said, while they're playing checkers, I'm playing chess. And I think like this guy's living in a world of checkers,、yeah. but I'm living in the world of chess.、Yeah. So the same black and white board, but you won't understand it. So I don't、mm. want to sit and explain this to you. So I was like, you know what? That's fine. Good for you. You're、yeah. having a good time. It doesn't that's, matter. That's wisdom right there,、um, Vivek. What sort of?、Uh, well, you're a very wise person. What sort of uh, uh, wisdom would you share with our young people here in Hong Kong about working towards a goal? It's real simple. Sometimes it's it doesn't make sense on paper, but give it a chance. I use one simple example in my talks as well. It makes no sense to have to stand amongst a crowd of strangers and count from ten to one, but we all do it on New Year's Eve. And for some reason, it's just a lot of fun. So, if on paper I tell you, "Hey, you and me, we're going to go out in a crowd, wait for a few hours, and just come from ten to one, and then stay there," you're like, "What? What are you mad? I'm not going to do that." But when you do it, you're like, "This is awesome! I can't. Well, this is a lot of fun, right?" It, you you cannot understand until you do it. So I tell people, you have a goal. Don't worry about like, but how will I get there? You know, will I get there? I'm like, just go there, 
and you'll find out somehow you'll figure it out. Very wise indeed. Right, Vivek, we'll, we'll chat tomorrow for one last episode and perhaps you can impart more of your wisdom and share maybe some of the adversities that you faced in life and how you overcame it. 